Parth Marate, what have you been eating? Thank you, Trent, for asking. Um, I had most recently a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel sandwich. Who, who prepared it and why? Um, and where well, and how? Okay, I'm going to answer all of those questions in not the order you ask them. Partly because it makes more sense to do that, and partly because I just don't want to do things the way you want them to be done. Sure, sure. Um, Proceed. My very good friend and once guest of the show, Sophia, and I... um, A comrade of yours. Exactly. We decided, it's nice outside today. Let's have a a day of it. And we went to Clinton, New Jersey. Gotta um, go to Clinton. It's 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 a highlight. Um, we went there. We were like, let's walk around. It was kind of fun. And then we were like, we're hungry. And we both felt hungry. like having a bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Although she had hers with pork roll instead of bacon. So that's like the great divide. There are two types of people. Is that, do you think that's going to be the... Uh, it will be what tears us apart. A, 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 a platonic split, of course. I think it's what will tear us apart emotionally, spiritually. It's just not something that can really vi- like like j- j- jive with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, you I I hate to use this slang, but like you can't really vibe with a with a female compadre like after you learn you have different sandwich pre- preferences, you know? That's really faux shizzle of you to say, fam. Um <laughs> thanks for saying that. <laughs> cool hip-hop talk yeah yeah we are cool kids when people look at us they go they have a lot of swagger trent what have what have you had to eat today you actually caught me at a good time because i just had a pretty extravagant meal um extravagant like that 50 cent word um i had in and out burger parth have you ever come across this chain restaurant i've come across it i've never had it well let me let me just tell you it's uh really good it's better than any chain restaurant offered in our region because it's only the west coast don't know why that's uh why you really went off on a tangent there trent this is really awkward now well i i I paused and my brain stopped um okay because i'm gonna i'm gonna edit this later so it'll be less awkward but i want the audience to know it went for on for so long (laughs) probably like 30 seconds it was really weird you're only delaying the mistake even more. So let me just pick it back up. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I ate one of their meals. Uh, I got it on my way home from work. I had an exhausting day, and I thought, boy, only a large sandwich can cure my ailments from all the uh, winter sport-related children, anarchy, madness, instruction, skiing on ice. You know what I'm trying to say, Parth? Sure am. You, are we jiving right now? Faux shizzle. Uh, so let's wrap it up, okay? Cue intro. Welcome back to Craft Services, the podcast where we talk about film. And hopefully have a guest of a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience. But this week, it's a special episode. We ain't got no guests. No guests. We ain't got no... Interviews. Movie. Nothing. No movie. It's just us. And we know 
our our listeners, they come to listen to us. Th- this is exactly what the doctor ordered for the next, uh, I don't know, say uh, 50, 55 minutes. Parth and I are just going to go at it. With each other. Parth, Parth, don't be graphic. Uh, what? No, like verbally. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's... Um, Moving on. Uh, so, Parth, we haven't released an episode in an unusual amount of time. I think th- the guests at home are probably concerned. They're worried. And they're wondering, uh, what happened to the regularity that you promised? So, explain away. Well, Trent, thank you for putting that so eloquently. Um, basically, what happened is the past two months have been really crazy. I have been uh, working on school. I had finals coming up. Trent is off in Utah teaching people how to ski. I guess that makes him tired and busy or something like that. So we were not able to edit. We didn't have the time nor the energy to do such a thing. Yeah, I'd say the lack of inclination should be uh, should be emphasized on, on both of our parts because we're, we're tired, sad. Lonely, very lonely people, I think it should be put. Uh, Let's emphasize lonely. We're... Um... So all those other adjectives combined, um, and we uh, but we're back, baby. More importantly, we're back. So the last episode we released was our Bill and Ted interview, which we actually recorded sometime in October, but uh, with which which was with Angela Ang, who was awesome. And then we are going to have a discussion episode out next week with a guest, Kate Rotunda. Our classmate and fellow film student. And lover of Bill and Ted. Yeah, um, especially compared to us, because neither of us have even seen the second installment, and Kate has uh, a long history, and she cares deeply, so it seems like she's about to blow us out of proportion. Exactly. Well, now that you know what we've been up to, I think we move on to what the special is all about movies the past year it's the end of the year closing of a chapter i think people would say this has been a fantastic year i i liked it it was Uh, pretty cool nothing note nothing notable happened not much no an unusual amount of good theatrical releases i had a great time in the summer movie season parth and i have assembled here today with some lists some top fives uh we as human creatures we love putting things in order uh it's the way our minds work so not that our opinions hold any level of validity no not at all so the first list that we have assembled would be our top five films that came out in 2020 it was a difficult year i saw many fewer recent releases than i normally do the last movie that Parth and I saw in theaters before the world ended was Birds of Prey at the Rutgers Cinema. Exactly. Se- separate incidences. Exactly. I went to see it with my good friend Sophia, and Trent went to see it probably alone, crying into his popcorn. There was no tears, and I never buy popcorn at the movies, but I was alone. Well, enough buffoonery, Trent. Uh, yeah, would yeah. you like to start off, or should I? You, I'm curious. Parth and I have not told each other what's on... Yeah, one, it, it, the, our list. So there's going to be fair level of surprise, uh, genuine shock, and uh, suspense. Parth, kick it off. Okay. 
so I have my top five. At number five, I have Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending in Things, which came out on Netflix. Uh, did you want to say a little bit of a spiel? I don't. I don't want me to spoil. I don't mean to spoil anything, but it makes an appearance on my list also. Wow. Okay, I'll give my quick spiel on the movie. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, it the first two thirds function just kind of as a fun like suspense whatever, and as it goes on, turns into something much more interesting. Uh, it's very inaccessible to some degree, but. I think it's funny. I think it's cool. Um, it's unlike most other movies, and I enjoyed myself watching it. Yeah, this movie received, I think, an unnecessary amount of backlash. Um, I I thought it was the first unique thing I've seen in a while, especially I don't I like a movie that starts off you're like oh normal, and then about halfway through things start to get a little funky, and then in the third act people are performing plays and they're doing dancings in the hallway and don't don't spoil anything trent this is a spo- this is a movie that's also impossible to spoil because it doesn't really matter what you say about it yeah like you kind of have to watch it to to understand it but i liked both the leads tony collette is the queen once again receiving no credit for her hard work um and charlie kaufman I, the only other movie of his i've seen was eternal sunshine but uh, I'm a film student, so obviously, my number five was uh, the Hulu original, starring uh, Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti, Palm Springs. Wow. Parth, have you seen it? I have. It's it's one of my honorable mentions. Good. Um, I know that it was a read on the internet, Sundance darling, or uh, someone cared about it at Cannes, but uh, Hulu bought it for a bunch of money. And I think that was a wise investment because their original movie selection is pretty sparse, minus this and um, another one I can't remember the name of, probably because it didn't leave much of a mark. But I went into this movie uh, not expecting much, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, That's all I'll say. Parth? Very good. I guess I'll say my number four. Okay, at number four, we have... Aaron Sorkin's second film, Trial of the Chicago 7, which he also wrote. One of my honorable mentions. Oh, wow. We're really swapping each other's lists, aren't we? It should be clear we have not seen each other's lists. Um, I, I thought it was really good. I thought the script was really fun. Um, yeah, just an overall solid movie. Trent, you're number four. My number four, I think much to your surprise and maybe chagrin, is Tenet. Um, I think it was, uh, for obvious reasons, one of the only A-tier director releases, and obviously one of the most significant ones, because, I don't know, the entire future of the the cinematic experience kind of rested in its hands, and uh, for $200 million, it kind of uh, disappointed expectations. It kind of of bombed. Um, And... Parth and I were just talking about this the other day. We both watched Tenet at home, and we came to the conclusion that kind of seems like they should have just released it to home video because both of us watch it with subtitles and had a grand old time. Um, but also, I paid to see this movie twice in the theaters, so that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Number three, I have The Five Bloods, Spike Lee's latest film, also released on Netflix. Uh, wow, the last three movies of my list were all Netflix films. Um, 
but it, yeah pr probably one of the only other releases from a uh, a list like an s tier yeah yeah but uh yeah i thought it was really well made it's um it isn't chadwick boseman's final performance but it kind of acts as a goodbye to him in a, in a weird way um and yeah i just thought everything about this was really cool i i I like it a lot more since the last time we made our um, discussion episode on it. My number three, a movie I doubt you've seen, and I'd be surprised if you've if you've heard of. This is kind of the the, the standout. This is the the, the fanfare. Shit House. You heard of it, Parth? Uh, I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. Uh. In my minimal research, uh, it was a short film by this kid in college, and he sent it to the Duplass brothers, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna give you uh, a, we're gonna make you enough, give you enough money to uh, make this film," and it's like two hours of like kind of mumblecore college antics, and it's about like struggling in your freshman year. So in terms of like sympathy, boy, was I looking in a mirror. Um, yeah, and it's really good, and it's uh, I recommend it. the 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 catch, Barth, is only available on Amazon and only for rent for like seven dollars. Wow! Which I antied up and broke out the old wallet and uh, punched in those debit card digits, but I don't. I think everyone else can wait for it to be four dollars. Not that I don't want to support all these people's careers because they made a really good movie but seven dollars come on all right you're number two my number two and number two we have bill and ted face the music um it might this might be a little bit of a shocker to trent um yeah this i kind of ranked these movies by how much i enjoyed them um yeah because I'm well aware that Bill and Ted Face the Music is not, like, in terms of film criticism terms or whatever. It's ne not necessarily the best movie ever made this year. But I thought, I, I really loved the first movie. I have not seen the second movie. But I really loved the first movie, and I thought this was a great movie for, um, in a not shitty way for the fans. Um it, it put a smile on my face. I had a good time. And I, I'm really happy it's a movie that got made. It, it's super earnest and sincere. So your criteria for ranking was like the fun factor. And I think this would be a good time for me to say I everything on my list I've seen at least twice because the the X factor for me was rewatchability. Interesting. So every... Everything here I could turn on right now, and I would be pretty okay with it. Okay. Um, my number two was Thinking of Ending Things, oh, which we've already, we already discussed. We've, we spoke on, but it's higher on my list for uh, because I had a lot of affection for it. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I have a good idea of what your number one will be, and I would imagine it is my number one also. Really? I, I don't think it is um uh but my number one movie uh drumroll nolan's tenet whoa yeah no well, I, 
You 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 knew. Yeah. Yeah. You, but um. Kept me on the fence there. Yeah. No. I have no idea what your number one is now, but um, I really dug Tenet a lot more the more I rewatched it. It's not. It's definitely not as well put together or like um seamless as like something like I'm thinking of ending things or um even trial of the Chicago seven or defy bloods or something, but I really appreciated its ambition. Um, it, every time, every aspect of its production always sort of excites me about wanting to make my own movies and whatnot. And I just thought it was really fun. Um, and yeah, rewatching it on home video and, uh, on my 4k OLED TV was a joy. It's it's the most cinematic movie I watched this year. Yeah, uh, that was a cool way to compliment a director and also to pat yourself on the back for your um, for your Blu-ray setup. So, uh, m- my number one uh, is Mank. Ah, oh, um, wow, really? Trent texted me um, the fir- his first viewing and said he was disappointed. Yes. Uh, David Fincher being one of my favorite living directors, um, my expectations were un- unrealistically high, and I didn't rewatch Citizen Kane as you intend to do, which is why you've been holding off from watching it. And I kind of can't look at you in the eye because a David Fincher movie has been available for like a month, and you've just completely ignored it. You couldn't. Find yes. The- yes. Yeah. You couldn't find the time for. I don't know, um, social network. Need need I go on, Parth? You said one film. (laughs) Brother, we could start a podcast about the social network. The the social network is, like, one of the reasons that we're friends. That's, this is true. Yeah. What I'll say about Mank is this. I made a secret top five list that you don't know about that we're going to discuss after we talk about our honorable mentions. It's super secret because you haven't even bothered to watch the movie yet, so that's uh, that's sneaky if I've ever heard of it. But just trust me, just trust me. As someone who's actually watched the film, um, Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, those are your actors. They kill it, and uh, upon I've watched it twice on Netflix because it's there. Um, and what what more is there to say? It's awesome. Uh, what's what's not to like you you have a lot you have a lot to look forward to but i will say it isn't a movie that needs to be seen in the theaters because i enjoyed it much more at home so uh maybe this this whole this whole ordeal this whole pandemic i think maybe just silver lining is the home experience of mank was a little bit better all right i'm just gonna rattle off my honorable five honorable mentions all in a row good at number five, I have Borat subsequent movie film. Ooh, I I didn't rank my my honorable mentions. Is that a That's problem? That's fine. Cool. Mine mine aren't really ranked. They're just sort of there. Uh, they're, they're, doesn't really matter. But I I, I saw Borat too. Also, um, haven't even seen the first one. But neither Rudy, have I. R- R- wow, part. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, boy, was he gonna reveal his penis? Uh, what more is there to say? And I wish he did. I mean, what? At number four, we have Hamilton. I don't know if to whether to count this really, but I saw this for the first time on Disney Plus, and I didn't think the hype it could outstand the hype, and it did. 
It was genuinely really good. Uh, I haven't seen the the movie version. I know they just like filmed the play a few times from different angles and cut it together. I saw it on Broadway and I enjoyed that. So I will. I, I don't think Hamilton really needs our support. They're doing just fine without us. But a hundred percent approval rating from the members of the show. Continue. At number three, we have Totally Under Control, which is a documentary I saw on Hulu. Um, done by Alex Gibney. It's pretty good. Uh, I haven't seen it or heard of it. In 10 words or less, tell me what it is and why it deserves Her- my time. How Trump administration bungled coronavirus pandemic. And with four words to spare, you want to give a note to our sponsors? I don't like Trent. Ouch. Uh, number two. Palm Springs. Nice. Number one. Um, the Invisible Man. I really liked it. Ooh, I haven't seen The Invisible Man, and off the record, kind of intend to keep it that way. Uh, That's fine. It's not like a great movie, but it was a lot better than I thought it would be. It's actually about something. Did you see in the I theaters? Liked. I did. Nice. I saw it with my good friend, Sophia. Got it. Uh, so my honorable mentions. Um, Trial of Chicago 7. He spoke on much more fondly. Um, the reason it's on this list is because it didn't. I ha, I have no craving to rewatch it. Um, not not to break out the Schindler's List effect again, but kind of a heavy movie, kind of long, kind of very plot heavy. Not Understandable. So, not something I just want to jump into. Um, next, uh, *The Five Bloods*. Um, enjoyed it a lot. Uh, not one of my favorite Spike Lee's, as we've talked about. Uh, next, Soul. Have you? It was just released on Christmas. I watched it on Disney Plus. Have you? Did you see it? No, I've not. It's on my secret list. Got it. I'm a Pixar sucker, as you know. Um, and uh, I confessed the other night that Inside Out didn't do that much for me, but Soul really uh tickled my heartstrings. Next is On the Rocks. Uh. You heard my gripes about Apple TV, so don't want to speak too fondly. Um, but I really looked forward to this movie and was kind of underwhelmed and I had some problems with the plot. But Rashida Jones, Bill Murray, fine by me. My last one, uh, last but not least. No, how do I say this? I want to say that it's last, but I don't want it to be first because it's a Woody Allen movie. And that's A Rainy Day in New York. <laughs> um, oh, no. Why, Trent did, supports Woody Allen? Did you see this how movie? How awkward. I did not, but I was on a plane this in January of this year, and they had that movie playing. And I said, I'm not going to support a rapist. And Trent said, I love this one particular one. Uh, the word love. It's okay. It's wor- okay. So, um, so this movie, I don't even think it's that good. Uh, it's not in, like, my top three Woody Allens or anything. It, like, Annie Hall is one of, like, my favorite movies ever. So, despite Woody Allen's actions, uh think he can be a funny man sometimes um so tim chalamet selena gomez jude law it's a very good cast and it was right it was filmed before apparently the the me too movement which was why supposed to come out in 2017 i think yeah which was why the release was so sketchy and delayed and it was like supposed to get bought 
by Amazon, and then they, like, tried to pull out, and then Woody Allen was like, here's a contract, and they ended up buying it anyway. Um, he He had a contract with them to release five movies. After Me Too came out, they tried to void that, and then ever since, I don't think Amazon actually released it. I think they they kind of distributed it in a weird way that it's not technically released by Amazon. Yeah, it was really hard to find rent-wise, but the unusual thing is, like, it, they didn't put it on Amazon Prime. They just made it available for rent from Amazon. So okay. it's still $4, but um, I, uh, it, it was fine. Uh, I, like, t- walk around and talk, like, upper middle class, well-educated, like, Noah Baumbach... Woody Allen, yeah. uh, so the, the, it was right up my alley. So I fold. It, it was okay. Okay. Well, you want to know my secret list now? Let's hear it real quick. Um, you, you, I did not give you the option to even make yours, so we're just gonna go through this really quickly. But these were five movies from 2020 that I really want to see but have not yet seen. Okay. Um, at number five, we have The King of Staten Island. I like Pete Davidson. I think Judd Apatow is okay, and I think it'd be. I find it fun. My sister was like, this was like the one movie of 2020 she was really looking forward to, and she saw it. She rented it for twenty dollars as soon as it came out, and she said it had some moments, but disappointed. And she said that the, uh, sorry, I, I know this is what you're excited for, so I hate to shit on it, but um, she said it kind of uh, fizzled. Dragged. Out. It dragged, and it had too many plot lines that didn't Well, go it's Judd Apatow, so I can't ever imagine that it would be edited poorly. At number four, we have <laughs> Chadwick Boseman's final performance, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I have no idea what this movie's about, but it's on Netflix. People have said it's really good. I like Chadwick Boseman. Gotta respect the man, the king, T'Challa, Wakanda forever. I'm an ally. <laughs> um, at number three... We have On the Rocks, Apple TV Plus. Haven't seen it. I think I'm interested in Sofia Coppola more than I am a fan of Sofia Coppola. But so I actually am gonna argue with you there because after On the Rocks was minus Lost in Translation and Virgin Suicides, um, th- this was the most recent Sofia Coppola, and I didn't like it that much, but. Afterwards, I've been watching more of her movies. Watch Marie Antoinette, and that shit rocks. So I'm not saying she's a bad director or something. I I, I just don't like love her movies, but I'm really interested in her style and everything. So I'd I'd like to see On the Rocks. Yeah. Um. At number two, I put Soul. Haven't seen it yet. Really want to see it. Love Pete Doctor. And at number one, I don't think this is a surprise. David Fincher's Make. Yeah. Uh. All right. So since Parth. Uh, Went behind my back and made that list and didn't tell me we were doing secret lists. I have nothing to show for myself. So That's our, fine. You our, sound stupid now. But you can start with your top five films that you saw in 2020, but were not released in 2020. Yeah, so this is the next uh, agreed upon list. Um, movies that we saw for the first time this year, but were released elsewhere. And God, God knows when. Um, do you want me to start? Go ahead. So I think number five isn't as good a movie as most of the things in my honorable mentions, of which there are many. But I have rewatched it and, like, rented it each time, like, five times since seeing initially. And it is called The End of Tour. 
The end of the tour. It's an A24 movie. It's Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg, two actors I simply adore, doing what I mentioned earlier, walking around and talking and and there. And J- Jason Siegel is David Foster Wallace, and, and I know he's controversial recently also, but I'm reading some of his books, so it's uh, it's just what I need. And it's like very soothing white noise. What's your number five? Number five, I have Jackie Chan's Police Story. Um, Never heard of it. I love Jackie Chan. It's a movie he directed um, after kind of a failed attempt at making a Hollywood career. And it kicks ass. It's awesome. Jackie Chan, what more do you need? Well put. Uh, My number four is Boogie Nights. Parth, have you seen it? I sure have. Mark Wahlberg's peen, boy. It's big and it's artificial. Um, but I've been... The movie I've been meaning to see for a while... Um, what other movies have Paul Anderson made? Paul Thomas Anderson made? I've only seen Punch Drunk Love and was kind of underwhelmed. Magnolia, The Master, um, Phantom Thread. Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. And he made uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh, okay. So I've seen F- Phantom Thread, and uh, and now this, and it's and Heart and Heart Eight, but that that was made before. Yeah, Heart Eight um, was his debut. Um, yeah. In short, uh, this is the definition of a rewatchable movie. Uh, it's I I love Alfred Molina in the end, Doc Ock making an appearance in my porn movie, and um, it's just a c- collection of famous people who are gonna go on to be more famous. And it's them talking about a touchy subject that you've never really seen in a movie before. So I really enjoyed it. What's your number four? My number four is the Safdie Brothers Uncut Gems. It, is That's that a 2019 a... release. Got it. Uh, but I hadn't yet seen it. I think it's awesome. It's really stressful. I enjoyed it more. Controversial, I think. But I enjoyed it more than Good Time. It's kind of the same movie as Good Time. But... I think Adam Sandler is a lot more of a interesting performance to engage with. So that's why I had it. So my next question obviously was, do you prefer good time? Which I do. But I can see why you would prefer good time. Um, but uncut gems is a little bit more of like a movie movie than uncut than good time is. Yeah. I was just about to clarify that. I think the reason good time had such an effect on me was the first time we saw it. I don't, were you at the screening? There was a... No, I wasn't. Oh, well, Parth, you really shat the bed on this one. Well, our school offered a Q&A with the Safdie brothers, and they played Good Time first, so I went. Parth obviously didn't. He had something better going on. And um, Good Time, like, really knocked my shit around. And I was like, I didn't know this kind of movie existed. So and then going into... Uncut Gems, it was kind of just like that on a bigger budget and a larger scale. And so I obviously enjoyed it and I defended it against people who were like, it's too stressful or it wasn't an enjoyable experience. Um, but yeah, I, that, that's my stance. Um, my number three is a movie that Parth cares deeply about um, and it is Steve Jobs. Um, Parth, who directs it? Because I can't remember. Make me Danny Boyle. I only started watching it after Parth gave me access to his iTunes account, and uh, it's just sitting there 
waiting to be taken advantage of. So this movie, um, it, I turn it on when I can't fall asleep because it's very... It's sp- musical. It's musical. They do a play. It's a, th- a three-act structure. <laughs> but they're talking about an interesting man, and they're all really smart. And uh, I like the cast and the words they're saying. So, Parth? All right, so my number three is Trey Parker's Team America. Never heard of it. It's uh, the guys that make South Park. Yes. They made a movie with, like, marionette puppets. It's really funny. It's a little dated because it came out in 2006, so a lot of the things it's satirizing are sort of Bush-era politics. But the Trump administration has done a lovely job of reinvigorating the same problems. So a lot of what was funny then is kind of funnier and more upsetting now. Cool. Yeah, uh... Parth, um, do you want to say farewell to President Donald Trump? I, I mean, it was a fun ride, but sad. I mean, much to our dismay, he was voted out. So uh, I'd say it's we, we bid him a farewell from the Craft Services Podcast. Let's just hope he goes to jail. Okay. Uh, my number two is cheating a little bit, and I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, I was introduced to a director's work in 2020, and I went on to watch all 11 of his movies. And... Uh, now he is all I think about, and that's Noah Baumbach. And so I kind of grouped it together. Squid and the Whale was the first one I saw, and that um, kicked me in the teeth, and then went on to see Francis Ha kicking, screaming, uh, and eight others. I had seen Marriage Story in 2019, but I didn't really make the connection of who the director was and didn't think about it as a larger work. But this man is the quintessence of all the things I like. And um, I'm so excited that he's only like 40. And I'm sure he's got some more movies in him. And his seems to be on a on a, a positive upward trend. Uh, but not, not linear growth. Because he's had some ups and downs. Very good to hear. He has a new Netflix movie coming out starring Adam Driver and his partner... Greta Gerwig, who made Little Women and shit. Yeah, I also heard that the next Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig movie is 2021, and it's Barbie, and it's starring Margot Robbie. That movie sounds ridiculous in one way or another, but I don't think Margot Robbie would sign up unless it was at least vaguely interesting. So, And I don't think Greta Gerwig would either. But Yeah, both okay. very respectable women. So, Parth, yes. no, no, take it away. At number two, I have Tom Tickwer. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but Tom Tickwer's movie, Run, Lola, Run. Um, It's really awesome. I don't really want to spoil anything, but it's kind of like an adrenaline shot. It's got a really good performance by Frankie Potenta. Um, Yeah, it's just better if you don't know anything going in, but I'd really recommend it. Parth, are you ready for my, my numero uno? Let's hear it. Oh, you were able to decipher me espanol? We. Oui. Okay. So my number one um, was a movie you like also, and I it was brought to my attention from our beloved professor Adam. He said on the Slack that it was being removed from Netflix, 
and this was my last chance to watch it. And so at the beginning of the pandemic, me and my father watched Zodiac in my basement. And my initial viewing, I was like, huh, it's pretty good. But since then, uh, let me put it this way. The past three days, I have listened to the whole director's commentary, just like the, the audio. I watched the movie independently. And then on Parth's Voodoo account, which I also have access to, I saw that the director's cut was four minutes longer. And I watched the whole thing to see where those extra four minutes came in. Um, fun fact, I skip over the murder parts because what I'm there for is like them, Jake Gyllenhaal talking about the newspaper. Um, he, I think, has cemented himself as my favorite actor between this and Nightcrawler which I both saw recently, and that man knows what he's doing. He's the shit. Cool. Honor, Good uh, choice. Number one. Okay. I cheated for my number one. <laughs> okay, my number one is a Netflix series that's really like a 10-hour movie. This um, isn't a TV podcast! I'm sorry. You put... 11 movies as your number two. Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. And number one, I have Haunting of Hill House, um, which was done by that guy that made Dr. Sleep, whose name I can't really remember. Uh, I can't remember it either, but I didn't like Dr. Sleep while we're at it. I liked Dr. Sleep a lot. The, but, Sh um, the Shining is one of my favorite movies. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I want to read The Shining and then watch The Shining. But um, I think Haunting of Hill House, it's fantastic. Really, really good storytelling. Yeah, no, all, 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 all the episodes are directed by Mike Flanagan. He has a really, really good visual style. I really like it. I think he does really interesting things with horror. Um, yeah, I just... A1 effort. And cool. it was released, I think, in 2018. I only got around to it this year, but it was really fantastic. All right, do you have some honorable mentions? Yeah, I just checked the time. Rattle them off. Rattle them off. It's honorable mention o'clock. Um, there are... There's like 10 films here, but we're going to go through... Oh my them. god. Don't don't give any opinions. Just just rattle them off. Uh, uh, there's going to have to be some opinion. Right. Quick, one sentence. All right. Uh, The Exorcist, I uh, saw it in the theaters at Halloween screening. It was awesome. Next is Beetlejuice, saw it uh, at the drive-in uh, in the backseat with some Taco Bell. I was in the perfect headspace for it. Tim Burton uh, is awesome. Uh, the next is a two-parter, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, Spider-Man is the best, but I've been holding off from seeing the modern MCU Spider-Man adaptation because um, fuck the Avengers. Um, but yeah, they're, they're awesome. Next is Gone Girl. We discussed it thoroughly. Uh, Molly's Game, uh, Being John Malkovich, Marie Antoinette, Nightcrawler, Under the Silver Lake, which is A24 with Andrew Garfield, um, Bottle Rocket, which was Wes Anderson's first movie, and that was the missing puzzle piece in his filmography. And then... Uh, Honorable mention of the honorable mentions is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I read the book. And then Johnny Depp and Guillermo del Toro were fun. There you go. Honorable mentions. Let's hear it. Okay, I only have five because I'm not 
because you're a, roof a little, follower. little piece of shit yeah um but um at number five these aren't really in an order but uh i just put them in an order randomly number five we have martin scorsese's the color of money uh good good performance by um paul newman and my fave tom cruise mm. uh number four we have this isn't the director but uh commando arnold schwarzenegger movie things blow up really fun yeah then number three we have uh jonathan van damme's uh the science of the lambs mm, i've never lo- seen it i love that movie it's really really good i really 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 liked it yeah. and my friend sophia got me the criterion collection blu-ray as a christmas present what a good friend uh yeah parth sansa lambs won the big five as i'm sure you know they sure did and number two yeah oh. no you at number two we have guy Ritchie's the gentleman it came out 2019 i think uh really fun movie good performances solid british comedy drama thriller whatever you want to call it you got what you paid for number one we have i know you love this movie so I'm going to leave you in suspense for three seconds. One, two, three. The Art of Self-Defense. Ooh, uh, yeah. It was on Hulu. I never saw it before. I really enjoyed it. I like Jesse Eisenberg. A much darker and more complicated and uh, interesting movie than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be a stupid, like a fun, but sort of off-kilter comedy in the style of like Wes Anderson. And it ended up being more aligned with, like, Fight Club. Yeah. Um, I forgot that this came out, and I saw it in theaters in 2020, and I was... It was pre-pandemic, and I think I was the only person there. Um, this is, like, the kind of movie I want to make, and I think they did it for, like, a few million dollars. Um, and Jesse Eisenberg, we love. So, yeah. Uh, so, Parth, we have... Our third and final list, and that is the five things we are looking forward to in 2021 of what's currently slated. Okay. Should I start? Please. At number five, we have The Green Knight, uh, which is David Lowry's movie that was scheduled to come out this year, but I don't really know anything about this movie, but I saw one trailer, and it looks fucking awesome. I really like Dev Patel, so yeah. Uh, I uh, have a controversial number five, uh, and that is Indiana Jones and the Sanctuary of the Black Order, which uh, is, is a, that. Yeah, it's a horrible title. And wait, well, is that the confirmed title? I don't know. That's what it says on IMDb, and I was kind of in disbelief because I was like, "That's a bad title." I don't. I don't think that's the title. I hope not. It's not. It, it just says Indy Five for now. Okay, well, we can have a collective sigh of relief, but Indiana Jones 5, I know Spielberg is directing it, Harrison Ford is coming back, Spielberg right? is not directing it. It's, what, is he producing it? He's producing it. James Mangold, who directed Logan and um, Ford v. Ferrari last year, So Harrison he's Ford's, directing it. Harrison Ford's in it, but Shia LaBeouf isn't, is that right? Thankfully not. Um, I didn't, I, I like Shia LaBeouf as an actor, and when... King of the Crystal Skull ended, and I thought he was the next generation. I was oddly okay with it. Although now it has been revealed that Shia LaBeouf is a pretty terrible and awful person, but... Um, alright, what's your... Oh, wait, is Number it... four? Yeah. My number four is... Brrr, Lana Wachowski's Matrix 4. Yes. I 
love, 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 love the first Matrix. I have a complicated relationship with the sequels. I really appreciate what they're going for. I don't think they quite work, but I'm always there to see whatever they make. So um, I'm really interested to see how they make a fourth movie when the majority of their main cast has died in the previous one. But Wait, um, who, who died in the last one? Uh, Neo and um, Trinity. They both die in the third movie. Yeah, well, those are the two main characters, so it's hard to see where they go from here. Let me yeah, guess. So... They come back. That That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's all. My number four is a movie I haven't even seen the trailer to, but there's a lot of buzz around, and that is Dune. Um, I know Tim Chalamet's in it, and I read a blurb. It's a dystopian world, and a lot of stuff's going on. And apparently there have been failed adaptations in the past, but everyone seems to think that this one is going to be successful. So count me in so my number three is going to be edgar wright's last night in soho um that was scheduled to come out this year but it didn't for obvious reasons love edgar wright be there for anything he's gonna make and it's supposed to be a horror movie which i'm interested in because he's kind of only ever made comedies um which with like uh dramatic elements but but generally mainly comedies and i'm interested to see him take on a different genre with yeah. this very idiosyncratic style yeah i kind of shat the bed in that my research didn't stumble upon that movie uh yeah as soon as you started uh describing it in depth it all came f- flooding back um but his last movie was baby driver which i'm sure we both liked minus the kevin spacey factor um although kevin spacey does get run over so <laughs> yeah he by does. a car my, my number three uh is another gross uh grotesque sequel and that's halloween kills um mm. i saw the halloween reboot uh what was that 2018 yeah i just want to go to the theater and watch people get stabbed for like two hours while eat my m&ms and I'm sure this will deliver that exact request, you know? Yeah. Like, it's all I want. Take it away. Is, is Jamie Lee going to be there? Probably, right? Yeah, yeah. The, and Halloween Kills is a two-parter. They're, they're filming a third. The, they're, they're, Halloween Kills and some other like third movie that they're making with this new cast of characters. It, it, so this... I, Halloween is kind of like the only remaining because like Nightmare on Elm Street's dead, Friday and uh like Friday Thirteenth is dead, but ha- Halloween is kind of uh, had a resurgence. Well, it's also like I don't see it dying anytime in the near future because they know that they it it's a cheap movie to make. They can make it for like fifty to a hundred million dollars, and then they can just keep releasing it on Halloweens, and it's going to make like five hundred million dollars, and it's a it's a perfect recipe so uh well said trent so everyone get comfortable there's going to be some more of these even though michael myers dies in every one uh you watched him get burned alive in a basement in the last one but i'm sure he'll be making an appearance i have yet to see halloween 2018 so thank you for bringing that up but um i i guess i'll just say my number two to sort of distract me from my blinding rage (laughs) number two uh we have top gun maverick joseph kaczynski's film 
I am a huge Tom Cruise fan. Yeah. I love Top Gun. It's not a great movie. It's, in fact, one may say it's a highly stupid movie. Is it? But I've never seen it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. 80s, whatever. It's a classic. You should see it for that reason. And yeah, I'm just really excited to see all of the aerial sequences. They've created a lot of like brand new rigs and whatnot to film things that have never been done before. So always excited to see how he pushes the boundary. Parth, um, I just got a notice on my desk and it said a good friend of yours got you a Top Gun Maverick shirt. They did. They did. Mr. Algayer sent me uh, uh, randomly, not yeah. even for Christmas. He got me a different gift for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, a, he got me an Army of Darkness A different movie t-shirt. shirt. Uh, Parth, I, I just like care about you and I want you to be like clothed and like warm. Is that so wrong? Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So I will be wearing the Top Gun shirt when I see it in theaters. Nice. Um, but you're no, your number two, Trent? My number two is some a movie I know nothing about, and that's the third installment, uh, still unnamed, in the, the, the new Spider-Man universe. Um, mm. I uh, Someone, word on the street is to- Toby and Andrew are going to be showing up. Probably yeah, they're making you- a Spider-Verse. They're making film. a Spider-Verse. Um, I'm so jazzed. This is all I want. Uh, yeah, that's it. Spider-Man is famously my favorite superhero. I'm less jazzed. Why are you not Uh, jazzed? Well, if we must get into this, MCU Spider-Man is not my favorite adaptation of Spider-Man. Um, I think I have a lot of problems with the way they've sort of tried to make him... I'm, I have my own issues with how they've sort of changed the character and how the movies have been made. but Well, I think it's fair to say that there have been three real generations of Spider-Man, and each, M- Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and now Tom Holland. Each time, the person who plays Spider-Man got, like, hotter and, like, younger and, like, less nerdy, less Peter Parker-esque. And uh, the Aunt May character has gotten younger and hotter to the point where aunt may is now hot which agreed yeah it's kind of fucked up like i want a lot of things from aunt may but sex appeal was never something i considered i would have to go face to face with Um, i'm kind of less jazzed for this third movie because it feels like they're looking at the success of into the mm spider-verse and are sort of trying to like scramble to give the fan what they think the fans want yeah. because the last movie doesn't set up set this up in any way so i'm not, not it kind of feels to me like they are trying to okay here's my thoughts yeah i don't really care about this iteration of spider-man i think i i really love him in civil war like captain america civil war his first introduction And then I grow to not care about him, and I kind of really don't like Far From Home. But I understand why people like it. Um, So for me, I'm okay with this third movie because I already don't care. So if it gives me more Toby Spider-Man, even if it's stupid, even if it's fucking dumb and doesn't make any sense, and kind of shits in the face of the original trilogy, I kind of just want it. Because why not? I uh, completely agree with you that the conception 
of this was based on the surprising success of Spider-Verse. And also there's a new anime. But I I think Spider-Verse works because it's animated. And now it's like they're making a second Spider-Verse movie. So I think there's just about to be an overabundance of Spider-Verse. And And also the first Spider-Verse movie works because it's 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 not just about that. It's kind of it's about um, Miles Morales and about like how anyone can be here like it's it's the spider-verse element is tied integrally to its themes that the story's trying to tell whereas this feels like oh so people just want more spider-man yeah uh, so about your preference of homecoming over far from home i think or at least my reason for agreeing is that in a superhero movie i would much rather see a superhero go up against a supervillain rather than a superhero go up against like an alien army in which they have 10 million goons who mean nothing. And then there's like one final boss. And that's exactly what Spider-Man far from home was. And it kind of seems like all the Marvel movies nowadays are like, there's a, uh, a threat to our galaxy and, yeah. and the, the, the Avengers must assemble because one supervillain isn't enough. Um, and- I also think that they 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 have a problem now where, for some reason, they think Spider-Man can't be a movie on its own, and they need to shove in as many other Marvel characters as possible, where Spider-Man Homecoming required Iron Man, and then the second one required, Nick, An- Cage. required Nick Fury. Yeah, that whatever. Um, Nick Cage. Yeah, he shows up. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it kind of is just weird to me because spider-man is the og spider-man of of the marvel universe he he's he's the he's the one that brings in the big bucks so it's kind of weird to me because now this other one is like oh we can't we don't trust our own iteration of spider-man to bring in the big bucks we're gonna bring in our previous versions also throw in doctor strange because so it kind of feels to me like they have a lack of faith in their own property but yeah. I think we've discussed Spider-Man enough. Yeah, this for... is, this Spider-Man uh, is one of the great overlaps in the Venn diagram of things we want to talk about. So uh, let's well, let's move on. Number one. At number one, we have another Tom Cruise flick. You're crazy. We have. I know. I am. Mission Impossible Seven. Oh, okay. I'm huge, huge fan of Mission Impossible series. Mission Impossible 7 is a two-parter. It's going to have Mission Impossible 8 coming out 2022. And I'm always, always, always excited to see what Tom Cruise does. Because man is kind of crazy, but that's fine by me. Because he's always pushing the boundaries of what we can do in movies. And I'm always down for anybody that does that. So that's why it's my number one. My number one... I've never seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, You will, Trent. You will. My number one... Uh, predictable as it may sound is Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. Um, it's probably his best cast assembled yet. Um, I don't know if there is a trailer, but if there is, I've been actively avoiding it just cause I want to go in with a clear mind. Um, he, he's like one of my favorite directors and is like trying to save the cinematic experience and I'm there for it. Um, and even his last movie, Isle of Dogs, which I didn't like that much, and I thought was just like a worse version of Fantasmus or Fox, 
Um, I was working at the theater while that was playing, and I must have watched it 50 times. And probably one of his worst movies, and I watched it 50 times. So I like him. He's uh, He knows how to get that childlike wonder in me. Do you have any honorable right. mentions? I have five. You? Yeah, I have less than five. Okay, so I'll just rattle them off really quickly. Number five, we have Dune. Um, standard Denis Villeneuve. Watch whatever he makes. Number four, we have James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Ugh. Love James Gunn. Um, he always has something interesting going on. And is is this... someone is someone new going to be playing the Joker? He's not in the movie. Um, what a relief! Is Har- isn't Harley yeah. Quinn coming back though? Yeah. But now I like what DC films are doing, where they don't really care about continuity; they just sort of make the film at hand. Um, yeah, but so that kind of creates like a weird vortex of so it, 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 All right, let me put it this way: it's like how in different Batman movies, there's the same actor who plays Alfred, but there's no acknowledgement that there's a new guy who's playing Batman, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, although. Um, Harley Quinn is being played by Margot Robbie. Well, I think what, what, what I'm saying is the Inception-y part of this is that Margot Robbie is in two movies called Suicide Squad, it, plus or minus the word the, and um, it's with, it's more or less like the same thing. They're just like rebooting it. I don't, but... Well, it's, it's, it's a side cool. It's not like directly acknowledging the first movie, but it isn't like um undoing it either sounds like a joyless Um, cash grab that i will go and see i disagree because james gunn is making this movie um after he was fired by marvel (gasps) from guardians 3 um then he went uh, dc approached him and said make any film you want essentially (gasps) and he's a huge fan of the suicide squad which is why he made that movie so I, I think he has something interesting to do with that. Uh, but anyways, I digress. Number three, we've discussed it. Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. Good. Like Wes Anderson, looks cool. Like Timothy, let's do it. Let's do it. Number two, No Time to Die. Like Bond, like Daniel Craig as Bond. It was supposed to come out this year. It looked really good. It, let's do it. Isn't this his last his last movie as yes. Bond? Yeah. Cool. I, I saw Skyfall with... Uh, no context and that shit was cool but uh yeah ha- haven't been back since but uh maybe maybe I'll, I'll dip my toe if you don't mind you know um is that cool with you there's many things you could do with your toes that i wouldn't mind trent number one number one this is not really like i'm so hyped for this Sound hyped. like out of everything else but Sounds fast so and hyped. furious 9 um fan of the fast and furious franchise New one looks so big and so stupid. Can't wait for them to blow shit up. For Vin Diesel to talk about family. Um, <laughs> family. I can't wait. I can't wait. Family. Um, Thank you, Trent. Parth, uh, did you see Hobbs and Shaw? I sure did. Never seen another Fast and Furious movie, but me and my friend Brandon sure did go and see Hobbs and Shaw in the theater, and that was like two of the best hours of my life. Um, so glad if you're, to hear it. so if you're saying there's big stupid explosions, sign me up. I'm glad to hear you have this opinion. So I've got some some stuff. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, 
two big monsters. They're probably going to fight each other. Okay. Uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, um, a movie that I don't think need to be remade. Um, but I know that there are some touchy subjects about the last one. So it's good that they're remaking it with a real Hispanic person this time. Um, and also it's Steven Spielberg, even though his last movie was The Post, which got a uh, Best Picture nomination for no good reason. Um, saw, in theater, saw in theaters accidentally and left uh, unsatisfied. Um, okay, uh, but I love West Side Story as a musical. Um, next is Death on the Nile. The Interesting. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. The, the Kenneth Branagh. I know... Um, Army, I knew that Army Hammer's in it, and I know that his recent career has been, like, shit on, but I, I like him whenever he's in some. So... Agreed. I'm down. Um, and the last thing is kind of specific. Um, it's the Uncharted movie. Do you know what this is? <laughs> yes. The only reason it's being mentioned is because I played all of those video games as a kid, and so they, like, consume a lot of my brain power and uh i recently became okay with tom holland and he's taking the lead which i think is dumb because now they're doing his like origin story rather than a few years ago um nathan fillion from it was right in his castle days he looks just like the main character from the video game and everyone was begging for it and it could have been him like in the middle of all of his adventures um but no we don't get that. We get this instead. But I'll see it. Um, I think Is that's that the end. I think that's about that. We just those were a lot of lists. Three. This is, is going to be a long episode. Yeah. Well, um, do we have anything more to say? Um, I don't think we do. I mean, how would you say this year was for you? On a personal note, or from a movie standpoint? Both. Um, well, the first few months... If you had to sum it up in in a few sentences. First few months were pretty standard fare. Then in March, some stuff happened. Then I was home. Now we're in Utah. Parth, you? Um, yeah, kind of the same. First few months were normal. Then we were stuck at home. I'm not in Utah, but, um... Out of this pandemic came this podcast, so yes, um, it wasn't all bad. Correct. Um, all right, shall we cue the outro? I think I think we've we've bored our listeners long enough, um, but we look forward to releasing some cool stuff in the new year. Uh, thank you for anybody that's listening. We have like five listeners. All you people that say you listen to my podcast, I know you're lying. I can see how many people listen. Um, but for those five listeners, we thank you so much. We love you. We will shower you with gifts when we're big, rich, and famous in the Hollywood industry. Um, but yeah, Trent, anything you want to add? No, I'll see you for the the New Year's kiss. Okay. Cue the outro.